Previously on the Alt Kings. The, the goal is to make it as um, uh, flexible as possible and as many features added to the wallet as possible. We want uh, to uh, uh, for users to be able to handle all of the transactions that they were doing with Hashpack, now supported by Citadel Wallet to secure your keys and have the, the peace of mind and confidence that your assets are uh, safe. The secure element itself that we use is cutting edge, which security certification level is even higher than the ledger. I know that Citadel Wallet is a registered LLC, I believe in the United States, correct? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. All that's, legal. Yes, very. That's that's yeah. what you need. And that's the right that's the right steps to take. Yeah, yeah. And also with with the hardware wallet, I, I was lucky to be building the hardware wallet because there are less legal um problems with hardware wallet itself because it's just an electronic device. Yeah. It's not a security. It's not a, a, right. a digital asset. So it was much easier in terms of uh, for, for legal uh, side of things uh, to create a, a legal entity in United States. It's just an electronic device that allows people to store their crypto. We're not giving any advice to any anyone to buy any specific Although it's it is built on Hedera yeah, yeah. only, so you could only buy HBAR and store in there. But like NFTs and all kinds of different projects and tokens that are being built on Hedera, there is no advice to uh, buy certain uh, coins, uh, coins or NFTs and store in there. So nothing financial related. It's just an electronic device. Now, from the NFT standpoint, we need to be really uh, careful uh, early on. Because regulations are a little unclear. Very unclear. Yeah. Depending how you word things, depending what kind of utilities and rewards you give to NFTs, they can turn into securities or be just an art or collectible project. Uh, So we need to be a little careful on that side. But NFTs are way safer than um, some of the cryptocurrencies and state uh, DeFi related stuff. Yeah. Yeah, NFTs are a lot more safe than tokens, that's for sure. Yep, yep. Not financial advice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, let's, so, Andy, let's dive into some of those services that Citadel will be providing through the wallet. I know that there was one that kind of spiked my interest the most, and that was the scheduled transactions. I don't think we mm-hmm. have seen that at all on Hedera yet. Am I wrong? Uh, no, uh, scheduled transactions are being used on Hedera and the, the, the primary use case for scheduled transactions uh, on Hashback. I'm not sure if you guys have done secure trade. Yes, I've done secure yeah, trade. Exactly. I just didn't know necessarily if I could time it out specifically. Yeah, yeah I, I think that one is timed to 30 minutes. So yeah. within 30 yeah. minutes, if you don't accept or sign that transaction, uh, then it disappears. I, th- I, I think right now, scheduled transactions, you can time it even for uh, uh, further in the future, uh, but scheduled transactions is a really interesting service that there is providing. Of sure. course, from the user side, uh, da- daily user side might not be used uh, very regularly, but it's going to play an important role in all kinds of different applications uh, being built in the future, especially if you want to time things. If you want to send a transaction to someone in the future, let's say in 10 days, you can just create that transaction today so you don't forget it. In 10 days, the network will send that transaction automatically for you. So being able to support that service is, is very important for us. And it's it's something that people don't pay attention to 
much uh, uh, today because there aren't that many use cases that utilize this kind of a service except the secure trade on Hashpack, which is which has been very important for peer-to-peer trading. Because if you don't trust anybody, uh, anyone, you can just uh, send the, the NFT to them and then wait for the HBARs to receive to be received for peer-to-peer trading. This has made that so so much more secure, and I haven't heard any anybody being hacked or scammed with using the secure trade. Uh, but yes, uh, th- there's other very creative ways to use the scheduled transactions, like uh, the the smart contract can. Uh, call itself through schedule. Tran- it, it, uh, Dr. Lemonbeard was talking about this a while back, and um, we, we just want to make sure that we support all services on Hedera. Definitely. Uh, and yeah. Schedule transactions is one of them. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can see uh, in the future as more adoption happens that you could potentially use those scheduled transactions to like pay bills or like. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Or or potentially like something like Apple Pay or something could be could be implemented with it if they really wanted to. Yeah. No, that, definitely. Yeah, if you want to pay um, a certain day of every month, you can probably automate that, and the network handles it for you, um, yeah. and you don't have to go and. Uh, submit that transaction every uh, every time you need to make the payment. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's Makes exciting sense. to hear. I mean, I was more or less, paying bills is one side of it. I was more or less thinking of paying more or less like if you have your own business, you'd pay out your employees through a scheduled yeah. transaction as well that you would, wouldn't would necessarily have to stay on top of and stuff of that nature. But No, that, definitely, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's all kinds of different use cases that you would need the scheduled transactions, even some, uh, there are some distributed network, utility networks that are on Hedera, uh, that are building on Hedera, and they have to pay out to the the node. These are not the nodes of the network. These are nodes of that distributed network that could be an IoT network, for example. And people who run those uh, nodes and um, pass data around, they need to be rewarded. And that whole process can be automated through scheduled transactions as well. So people get paid every day or every 10 days. Now, what is your favorite service, Andy, that you are soon to be providing through Citadel Wallet? Uh, my, uh, yeah, that, that's a very interesting uh, question. I mean, I, I love all of the services on Hedera. One of the most, I, w- I wouldn't say uh, favorite, I would say yeah. the, the most interesting one is the, the random number generation service that com, uh, that is going to come to there. I'm not sure if it has already come or not, but the, it, this is going to be a really important uh, service that many applications can utilize. Um, if you look at some of the random, uh, some of the minting uh, events for NFTs, uh, those have to be randomized, right? So, so people have trust that it, either it, it's a lottery, they randomly pick, people who can mint the NFT or there is some kind of a way to randomize the, the mint itself. So you get the, the rare, most rare or lesser rare NFTs through your mint. Uh, how do you make sure that, that the randomization was trustworthy and fair? Uh, because if it's happening behind the scene, they could be just uh, picking the, the certain people to get the most rare NFTs if they know it. That uh, pro- projects have done those kinds of things uh, in this industry many times. Uh, 
why random number generation service is important is because that will, the random number pooled will be on the uh, public network. So you can always prove, have the public proof of this project who was, um, uh, uh, who was promising that the, uh, the minting process is going to be truly random is actually random. You the, the participant, the user, uh, the follower of the project has that confidence and they will trust regardless of what the project is saying. And uh, it can also be used in lottery applications, in gaming, yeah. in games. There is a lot of random number uh, requirements that uh, they need to implement. So this could be the public uh, trusted uh, uh, random number generation service that all these applications can use. And we actually have a lottery system for our project as well. And I, I'm, I've, I've been working on implementing this feature as well because in the future we'll have less and less NFTs released into circulation for our project. And there will be more people who are interested in getting those NFTs. How do you make sure that uh, these people fairly get access to those less number of NFTs in the future is through uh, random number generation that is publicly proven to be fairly picking the people from the pool of uh, participants. So that, that's, that's one that's really interesting to me. But then outside of that, uh, you have native staking is a really a creative uh, service on Hedera. Really interesting one because it doesn't lock your uh, coins. You can move them around if you need to. Uh, it just shows that the network has the confidence in people. And they just trust the people to make the right decisions. If if yeah. they build the right network, obviously people would want to stake the H bars and not move them and not sell them because they know the value the network is going to bring to everyone in the future. And that's why they don't need to lock anything. <laughs> the projects that lock something is because they don't know what's going to happen next week or next month or next year. They're like, let's, lock everything for a year and see how things go. Uh, that, that also just shows different type of approach and confidence in the project you're interacting with. Smart contracts. Yeah. And sm smart contracts has been just uh, mind blowing how fast and efficient uh, it works. Efficiently it works on Hedera um, many times faster than the, the transactions themselves on other blockchain networks. So the transaction, the, the smart contracts are much faster than, let's say, TPS on other networks. It, it's just crazy. Nice. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think one of the things that really helps with the staking aspect is that the network operated so well without it for so long that I think that when they finally added staking to it, it was like, Oh yeah, well we don't have to lock it up because you know the network yeah. was already doing good without it, and then it was just like pretty much a, a, a community requested feature, and then they were like, oh yeah, sure, here, yeah, here you go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, uh, yes, uh, native staking will get, I think, will get even more exciting once um, all these enterprise use cases launch on Hedera, and you have really high number of t TPS, and then you will see a lot of fees flowing back into the network. So over time network will start becoming more and more sustainable. So Ishwar Foundation or other entities do not have to pay from the from their treasury for those uh, staking uh, rewards. 
that's when things will get really interesting when the network becomes self-sustainable, which uh, I'm assuming should be happening very soon. We have seen a rise in TPS and that has been really exciting that the step function everybody was waiting for for a long time. We knew it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, the, that phrase that has been used so many times in the community, um, I'm pretty sure uh, people at Hedera or HBAR Foundation were getting frustrated <laughs> because we, we kept we kept bringing it up, <laughs> reminding them that we're waiting for it. But it's it's here. We knew it's coming. It was just a matter of time, and I think it's it's just going to go higher. Definitely. I mean, we just yeah. saw from the month of January alone that wallets have been just being created exponentially, and it's yeah. surpassed basically any sort of goal we had in 2022 just in like one month alone. And it's just, it's amazing to see the growth. And I just look forward to all the growth that comes with the rest of the year ahead. My yeah, next question, my next question to you, Andy, is coming from more or less a consumer point of view, although there are some competitor hardware wallets out there currently, a lot of people are already comfortable with their Hashpack wallet that is completely free. I'm curious, coming from obviously the hardware point of view, it is physical. I'm assuming there's going to be a price tag for this. How much will it cost by chance to own a Citadel hardware wallet? Yeah, uh, so the hardware wallet will be priced. We, we have looked at different types of hardware wallets in, in the industry, uh, their price tags, what kind of features they have, what kind of capabilities they have. So the, the uh, price-wise, we wanted to make sure that it is uh, competitive with the market but uh, because we also provide all kinds of other features and services. The, the wallet is a very premium uh looking and filling device. Definitely. So it, it has definitely cost us much higher to make this uh, wallet than for other uh, crypto wallets. Uh, the, the price tag right now for the hardware wallet will be $149 uh, when it goes to market. Uh, mm -hmm. Now for early supporters, we're going to have uh, huge discounts. Uh, the supporters that pre-order uh, the wallet uh, in March, mm -hmm. we wanted to make sure that this early uh, loyal supporters and believers in the project uh, get discounts and also get the NFTs. So the NFTs themselves are not costing anything really to to the participants. It's just a way for them to pre-order uh, these wallets. But we have um, spent a lot of time to make these NFTs as well. People, people are going to be mind blown uh, by the quality of these characters when they come out. Mm -hmm. And also you get a lot of uh, privileges with the NFT. So there's so much value added um, if you get the wallets pre-ordered through NFTs. But yeah, the price will be $149. That's we'll not bad. Uh, yeah, uh, 10 to 20, uh, 10 to 25% uh, discount if you participate in pre-order round. So the pre-order, well, you said it would be happening in March. And will that be when you're launching the NFT collection? Yes. Yeah. So okay. the, the pre-order will be happening through NFTs okay. um, and we'll have more information coming. Like I said, uh, we have the full white paper, which is like 20 pages of information about uh, how the, the pre-orders are going to be happening, the, all the utilities associated with NFTs, and then going into details of each of the utilities, how those are going to uh, benefit the users if they participate early on. For sure. Well, that's exciting to hear. I mean, I look at it like this. You spend $150, you get all of your 
you get all of your HBAR secured. It goes with the HBAR, goes with the NFTs, and there's going to be really no risk at all. Obviously, this isn't financial advice, but you're going to be saving a lot more over time with putting up this initial upfront investment, and it's just going to save you as time goes on. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, the goal is for people to have this device to be able to store their uh, assets safely. Uh, that that's the main goal. And then the NFTs are just the the fun aspect of the uh, project to be able to build a community on top of uh, the hardware wallet uh, company, <clears throat> because the hardware wallet itself is <clears throat> kind of a bo- boring <laughs> device if if you really think about it. It's just an electronic device, right? How sure. do you make that project really interesting and engaging? Uh, there, uh, that's why also me personally uh, really believing in the NFT industry and where that's going. I think there is a lot of potential in any company, not just our company, to bring NFTs to their project to help them build a brand, to build a community of strong supporters and believers and also, like I said before, you also reward uh, those members of the community through NFTs. There's so so many different things that you can do. Uh, I was talking to Hangry the other day on Spaces, and <laughs> we agreed that when you start thinking about the, the possible ways you can use NFTs, um, it, you just get mind, your brain freezes because yeah. potential is huge. You just need to be creative. Uh, find very creative ways of using it. And there is no one right or wrong way of doing things. I really like seeing different projects thing, uh, and, uh, doing their NFTs uh, different ways and all of them uh, being successful. Uh, one thing that I really want more projects uh, to do is uh, have NFT projects built on physical uh, uh, products. So uh, similar to what we're doing. Uh, so people who are holders of those NFTs um, will benefit from the success of the physical product company that is building an actual product. It's a self-sustainable business. And all, self, uh, all businesses need to somehow promote their uh, business, right, their project. And what a better way to promote your project than through people who actually believe in your project. Definitely. And that's, that's going rather than just paying to some marketing campaign yeah. that doesn't even know what you're doing. They're, they're asking you for a few paragraphs of what you're doing so they can just copy paste everywhere. They don't really care about, they don't put their, their soul into it. Having for the money. People, That's it. Yeah. 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 Having, having uh, people from the community uh, support your project and help promote it. I think that's the best way. And that's, that's the way of the future. I agree. I agree to that. And I love the way that you're looking at just, it needs to be more than just an NFT project. You need to have some sort of either physical or there needs to be more towards more or less the business rather than just the art, unless you're just an artist solely. And as you're just pumping yeah, out yeah. art for the art specifically, yeah. but if you're trying to really, really see longevity in the space, there needs to be more than just the art. Yeah, yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, uh, like I said, there's no right or wrong way of doing things. If the yeah. artist just likes to create the art and yeah. that's the best utility people exactly. get yeah. from the artist, right? They they like the story of the artist. They like their background, their history, and just love everything that the artist creates. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're uh, starting to promise utility, 
that's when you need to be really careful. If you just have an art project and you're promising utility, where is this utility going to come from? Right? Because if you launch an NFT project and next day you're offering staking of those NFTs, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Where am I staking? What are the rewards I'm getting? What's the purpose of this whole thing? Uh, when it's just a piece of art for now. When you have a, a company behind it, when you have a built a product that is actually uh, going to market and people are utilizing it, there's so much uh, more new ways to bring utility to the NFT uh, holders of that Definitely. project. And that, that's yeah. what we've been thinking about and building. Yeah, instead of just recycling your money through the money you've made through staking, you know, yeah, <laughs> that's that's all I feel as if it really is. Unless the the owner of the project is more or less dumping more of their own personal funds into like the staking pool to reward the holders with more benefits, yeah. you're more or less just recycling the money that people invested into you, and there's not a lot of value that can be gained out of that. Of course, yeah, exactly. And like I said, with the layer one networks, networks who say. Uh, we're going to lock your coins for a year or two years. Uh, it, it's a, it, it's a similar type of a red flag for me. Same, same, uh, like the, the NFT project saying, yeah. you're going to lock the NFT for a certain amount of time. It means they don't believe that the, the people who own those NFTs actually love the project and support the project. Because for example, I hold uh, dead pixels, right? If, I, I, I will not sell the dead pixels because yeah. I believe in the project. I see where this is headed. I love everything these guys are doing, the brand they're building. Same with Henry Barbons. So if they offer staking for, for, for some reason, uh, they don't really need to lock those NFTs. They can just say, as long as you hold it in your wallet, you're going to get the rewards, whatever the, the rewards are. You don't really need to lock it because you know what you're building and your community knows what you're building. There is a mutual trust that you don't really need to talk about it uh, all the time. And people who, uh, uh, projects that become more controlling, they want to have say in every single thing and how the project moves. I think uh, those projects are uh, will be short-lived. Kind of said it better. Yeah. That's Andy. You've blown me away with everything that you and Citadel are soon and have already been accomplishing. And I mean, you've answered all of my questions, Corbin, if there's anything else that you have. I have one, I have one last one. So for the, for the software side of things for, for the phones, um, obviously Android is kind of like out there doing its own thing. You can sideload things. You don't have to worry about Google really clamping down because you have that ability to just kind of add whatever you want to your Android device. Um, but are you worried at all about Apple clamping down on crypto and NFT related things? I know that Hashpack had to kind of gut their their actual iOS app on mm -hmm. the App Store. So are you worried at all about that functionality maybe being restricted by them? Yeah, I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not really worried. To uh, right now, Apple is char uh, wants to charge on NFT sales, uh, which on, is gross. On the app store. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I think Apple behind the scenes, they probably have a team that's working on blockchain related stuff. But the, the that information hasn't even reached uh, to their uh, to the people who are handling the, their legal stuff, financial stuff. 
Um, I think it's too late to stop uh, that crypto. That this is coming in really fast, and if Apple doesn't embrace it, there is going to be a huge blowback uh, yeah. to them. And Android will benefit from that. It's a good thing that we have Android. Uh, there is a little bit of a, a competition there, and if Apple says we're not supporting it, Android is going to be like we're supporting it full on plus more. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. A- Apple will have to. Yeah, and there was a little bit of a blowback um, a couple of months ago because of all the fees that, that Apple is charging, like taxing apps, getting 30% of the rewards, uh, 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 earnings of these apps, who are the ones building everything, and you're taxing them 30%. Now, on top of it, they have to also pay taxes to the government. So if they pay another, depending on how much that app makes, they're going to pay over 50% of their profits to Apple and the government, which is uh, not fair and it's not in the nature of what crypto is. Uh, I do anticipate that uh, there will be other marketplaces for applications in the future that are outside of even Android and Apple. And if they don't catch up with those, they're going to fall behind and quickly disappear. They, They think they're too big to fail, but there have been many companies in the past that were too big to fail. And when they didn't really realize what these new technologies are able to do, they just quickly uh, disappeared like Blockbuster, uh, Blockbuster lost to Netflix. They didn't even buy Netflix when they had the yeah. chance. That's how much they were uh, <laughs> blind to everything that's going on. So I'm, I'm not really worried about Apple. If Apple doesn't do it, somebody else will do it. And uh, uh, replacements are coming for, look at the hashback, what hashback is doing. The, the, the extension, there's already dApps in the extension. So the hashback itself could become an app store in the future. And you can access <laughs> yeah. all these applications from hashback. Either if they're a premium version, you buy them, subscribe to them, or directly access to them through hashback. So that uh, I'm more excited about those kinds of applications than traditional, uh, very restrained, closed marketplaces where few individuals are making decisions on who needs to earn what. Makes sense. And that, that, those are great Fair points enough. you have there, yeah. Yeah. Well, with that being Good said, it seems as if, yeah, you've answered all of our questions. You've had amazing, remarkable responses to everything, Andy. And I would just like to give you this time now to just end on whatever note you'd like to end on. If there's anything else you'd like to say towards the community, now's the time. Yeah, I mean, um, community knows me. They know how much uh, I appreciate uh, this ecosystem, how much I love Hedera and the community. Initially, I came to promote and support Hedera, but community has been so amazing and so many uh, amazing voices in the community, uh, small or big, that doesn't matter. Um, I always support uh, new uh, community members who, who are very passionate about Hedera and tweet about Hedera, get the word out there. I do follow a lot of them. I'm just really happy to be part of this whole thing and uh, excited to also bring value from uh, building an actual product that is going to be very beneficial for every, everyone. I'm personally very passionate about this product, uh, like you guys can tell. And I'm building this wallet for me first and foremost, because I personally have the need for this kind of a device. I personally 
had a lot of frustrations with other hardware wallets and also them playing games and not supporting things when the, those features are not really that complicated to support. And uh, there, there is a lot of levers that are being pulled from different places. Maybe those hardware wallet companies are uh, supported by uh, larger L1s, a lot of investors. Uh, so they have a say which network should be supported fully. And th th things are, you think it's a decentralized ecosystem, but there is a lot of centralized players that make a lot, a lot. of decisions for these projects. Yeah. And that, that from that, all that frustration, I wanted to build a uh, wallet that I can personally use and enjoy the experience and feel secure when interacting with the network. And um, I think that's going to also benefit everybody else. That's that's a need that every everybody else has to keep their assets secure, especially in crypto. If everything depends on one key, it, it gets lost. You lose everything. Uh, that's really not the best way to bring the masses to these ecosystems. We need to come up with ways to make sure that uh, your assets and accounts are very secure uh, so people can be really in charge of their assets and they don't have to keep things in centralized exchanges, but also have the confidence that uh, they won't lose the assets, they won't get hacked, uh, they can be in charge of it themselves. Uh, that has been the goal. So to the community, I think we are going to the moon. <laughs> I, I knew it right from day one, and uh, we're not going to stop until we're on the moon and then go beyond that. You know it. You know it best. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, thank you once again for your time. You're very well spoken. I can't wait and look forward to the next episode when I'm actually holding my Citadel hardware wallet in my hands talking to you once again. I appreciate yeah, your time once wait. again. It's been a true yeah. honor, and I look forward to everything that you have coming in the future. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. This this was a lot of fun, and thanks for the really interesting questions. And I, I can tell you guys have uh, really dived into it, looked into the wallet, and very insightful questions. Thanks a lot. It was a lot of, of course. fun. And ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, this has been the Alt Kings Podcast, and we will see you all next episode. Peace. Bye. Nice.